Welcome to Book Bistro, where book enthusiasts come to chat about the books they love in a warm and supportive environment. Today is Tuesday, January 24th, 2023. This is Shannon. Today I am here with Sarah, Robin, Georgina, Brooke, and Natalia. And we are talking about our most anticipated releases of February. And there are some great books coming out next month. And so we are here to tell you about just a few that we are looking forward to. So we are going to get started with the usual housekeeping information. Then I will start us off, followed by Robin, Sarah, Natalia, Brooke, and lastly, Georgina. Yes, Natalia has shaken up the order um, and did not want to go last tonight. <laughs> you can find us on Facebook by searching for the Book Bistro podcast. Once there, you can post to our timeline. You can also message us privately. If you want a more social interaction, you can join our Facebook listener group, which is pretty quiet at the moment, though we are looking at some ways of possibly revamping it. If Facebook is not your thing and you still would like to hang out with us, check us out on our WhatsApp group. You can subscribe to that either by messaging us through Facebook or by sending us an email and one of us will be happy to add you. If you're looking to get a hold of us via email, you can do that by contacting the book bistro podcast at gmail.com. My first pick tonight is the latest from Elisa R. Sloan. This is Haley Aldridge is still here and it comes out on February 14th. I read Sloan's debut, The Unraveling of Cassidy Holmes, um, a couple of years ago and really enjoyed it. So I am excited to see that she is coming out with a new book. And this kind of follows um, kind of the theme that she started with Cassidy Holmes in that Haley Aldridge is a child star who has kind of faded into obscurity if you think about Britney Spears, like she kind of followed that trajectory in the sense that she was on TV, on the radio, everyone knew about her. And then this conservatorship happened. Her parents um, took control of her money and basically her life. And so now as an adult, Haley is trying to figure out if there's a way she can free herself from this particular trap that her parents have kind of wound her up in. There is a hashtag going around on social media that is asking people to help Haley. And she has decided that this is her time to sort of capitalize on the attention that she's getting. And finally, hopefully, reintroduce herself to the world, but on her terms this time. I think Sloan does a phenomenal job writing about kind of the cost of fame on the average person, especially when we're talking about young children and teenagers. Um, just to be transparent, I'm not the biggest Britney Spears fan, but I have 
kind of watched with interest kind of all of the stuff that has gone on with her struggles with her parents and the conservatorship that went on for her. And I'm interested to see kind of what parallels Sloan draws here between the actual like true life case that we know about and this fictitious one. So this is Haley Aldridge is still here by Elisa R. Sloan, and it comes out on February 14th. The first book I will talk about today is The Last Tale of the Flower Bride by Roshni Chakshi. This is coming out on February 14th. I don't really think it's going to be a Valentine's Day book in the traditional sense, but that's more than okay. This is Roshni Chakshi's adult novel debut and I'm really excited. I love her YA work. I have read three of her Pandava books. So let me tell you about this book. Once upon a time, a man who believed in fairy tales married a beautiful mysterious woman named Indigo Maxwell Casternata. He was a scholar of myths. She was heiress to a fortune. They exchanged gifts and stories and believed they would live happily ever after. And in exchange for her love, Indigo extracted a promise that her bridegroom would never pry into her past. But when Indigo learns that her estranged aunt is dying and the couple is forced to return to her childhood home, the House of Dreams, this bridegroom will soon find himself unable to resist. For within the crumbling manors, extravagant rooms, and musty halls, there lurks the shadow of another girl, Azure, Indigo's dearest childhood friend, who suddenly disappeared. As the house slowly reveals his wife's secrets, the bridegroom will be forced to choose between reality and fantasy, even if doing so threatens to destroy their marriage or their lives. So this sounds spooky and a little bit otherworldly. I'm expecting it to be classic fairy tale, so with some horror and magical realism mixed in. And I'm really looking forward to this one. So once again, The Last Tale of the Flower Bride by Roshni Chakshi coming out on February 14th. I need this book. You need every book. Almost every book. 
So the first book that I'm going to talk about is written by an author that I'm going to be honest and tell you I haven't read before, but I've heard really good things about this author. The first book I'm going to talk about is called Aisha Unscripted. It's by Sajni Patel, and it's coming out on February 14th. So this is the story of Aisha. She's the black sheep of her family, and she really doesn't have like a stable job or an exciting degree. And her family, her parents love to remind her of kind of her shortcomings and the fact that she's not fabulous. But it's okay because she has an ally in her outcast cousin, Rohan. And Rohan encourages Aisha to share a script with this movie company that's looking for scripts. So she realizes that a former professor of hers, Matthew, is involved in this project as well. And so she goes on kind of a, an adventure to kind of get his attention and make sure that he sees her script, assisted in her efforts by a super cute bartender. And I mean, Matthew was her professor when they were in Texas, so he should remember her. Shouldn't he? Shouldn't he? But it is a mystery whether or not he does because it does not say in the synopsis. So with all these hijinks going on and trying to get her script recognized, Aisha is not sure, but she's hoping that her future may turn out to be, all right, all right. And that is exactly what it says in the synopsis. And so I don't know (laughs) if it's supposed to be like a song or what, but I'm very, this book looks really fun um, with probably some undertones of somebody who's maybe struggled to find their place in a highly driven family. And I love those kinds of books. So if you want to read this book, it is Aisha Unscripted written by Sajani Patel, and it is coming out on February 14th. She has done a couple of other um, adult contemporary romances and then also a few YA. And I just really like her writing voice, whether she's doing like books for teens or books for adults. So my first book is the first book in the end of story series by Kylie Scott. Now friends, what would you do if you kind of had a frenemy and you're both kind of where he's a contractor And you've inherited a house from your beloved aunt that you want to fix. And within the walls of this house, you both find documents that are decreeing your divorce from each other 10 years in the future. I don't know, but I thought that was super intriguing. Um, And I guess the concept is to talk about how we cannot give up what's meant to be. So this is exactly what happens to Susie Bowen. She inherits a fixer-upper from her aunt, and she's excited to start living her best life. But when she opens the door, she finds out that her contractor is none other than her ex's best friend, who 
witnessed her humiliating breakup with him six months ago. So, you know, Ooh. Susan is not exactly fond of being around someone whose alliance is with the enemy, but beggars can't be choosers and she needs a contractor. And the sooner the repairs are done, the sooner she can get back to embracing singledom. But as I singledom. said, they, yeah, I love that, right? Singledom. But they find a divorce decree between them dated 10 years in the future with their names on it. And it couldn't possibly be real, could it? So now Susie and Lars are going to work to unravel the mystery of where this document came from and how they've come to find it. And while they're doing this, sparks fly. So perhaps it's not such an impossibility after all. But is a relationship between them doomed before it's even started? Well, I guess we'll have to find out by picking up end of story the end of story book one by kylie scott which will be published you guessed it february 14th valentine's day 2020 valentine's day and it's actually 314 pages so it's a longer uh, novel than we're used to getting from her so i'm so i am so excited you know i love uh we read a lot here on this podcast and Every time I find a plot, I love my familiar plot points that I can get comfort from. But every time I find a plot point that I've never heard of or even thought about in my life. Oh, yeah. It it makes me so, so happy. So happy. Yeah, this is a really intriguing idea. I'm excited for this one. So my first book this evening is The Angel Maker by Alex North. It comes out on February 28th. So I'm really looking forward to this book because I've really, really enjoyed Alex North's books so far. My favorite being The uh, Whisper Man. So our main character's name is Katie. And Katie has lived a charmed life. She grew up in the the, uh, English countryside in her beautiful house. She is on the cusp of graduating high school and she's got a boyfriend. She's got many dreams and something happens to her brother. Um, Her brother, Chris, is attacked and this really changes everything for her. Just nothing is just going well. So we fast forward many years and Katie now had the life of her own Um, She has a young child that she's very, very worried about. She is still worried about her brother. And she's really, because she has all these worries from the past, she's having trouble just figuring out like which worries are like real and which ones are imagined. So from that, I would guess she's got a lot of kind of almost PTSD really from what happened to her brother back when they were younger. So one day she's kind of doing her thing and she gets a phone call. It's like the dreaded phone call. Um, Chris needs her. He has now gone missing. And so she knows that she needs to drop everything and go and help find her brother. So we now meet a police officer named Lawrence. And Lawrence is dealing with a case um, where a professor, he's a professor of fate and free will, which I think is hilarious. 
Um, so the professor has died. He's been murdered. Um, and this is short, has oh. happened like very, very shortly after he fired all of his workers, like all of his staff. So there's a lot of suspicion around this. As he's investigating, he finds out that there are some links between this death and two cases from the past, one being the attack, um, the assault of um, Chris, and then the other one being these murders by this serial killer that is thought to, a lot of people think that the serial killer can um, dream the future. And that, my friends, is all I know. I am quite looking forward to this. As I said, I've really, really enjoyed Alex Norris' book so far. So I'm quite looking forward to this. This is The Angel Maker. It's by Alex North, and it comes out on February 28th. My first book of the evening is Someone Else's Shoes by Jojo Moyes. This comes out February 7th, 2023. We have Nisha um, Cantor, who lives the jet setter life but it all comes crashing down when husband says he wants a divorce, cuts her off financially. And so she's at the gym working out when her husband drops this bombshell on her. And so she knows that she cannot let go of this life. This is what she's accustomed to, what she's used to. Sam Kent comes along and accidentally picks up the wrong gym bag and goes home to her struggling lifestyle. And Sam tries on these shoes, these very expensive shoes that were in the bag. And she realizes that she feels awesome like her self-confidence has shot through the roof and she realizes that she needs to change something about herself so this is someone else's shoes by jojo moist which comes out february 7th 2023 now this looks interesting i've never read a um one of her books before All right, so I am taking us back to 1950s Philadelphia and Washington, D.C., and we are going to talk about The House of Eve by Sadiqa Johnson. This is coming out on February 7th, and this will be the second book that I will have read by this author, absolutely loved Yellow Wife, which she wrote, I want to say, in the beginning of 2021. Um, So this one is the story of Ruby, and Ruby is 15. She wants to be successful, but there's a lot of things that are kind of standing in her way. Her mother was never really focused on being a mother. She basically spent her time like trying to keep a man in her life and just didn't give Ruby a lot of attention. But Ruby is hoping that she'll be able to kind of put her mother's hijinks behind her and go to college and be successful and hopefully then maybe 
her mother can look at her as, you know, something more than just a nuisance. So she has these big plans, but a love affair, which is forbidden, threatens everything that she has worked so hard for. We then meet Eleanor, who has arrived in Washington, D.C. She is going to attend Howard University. She meets William, who is the son of a very wealthy Black family, and the two of them fall in love. But William's family is not a big fan of Eleanor's. They have very specific ideas about the woman that their son is going to marry. And they figure that Eleanor is just not like not that person. Eleanor is hoping that they'll be able to, you know, get married anyway, have a baby. And maybe in time, she can sort of worm her way into his family's hearts and their lives. And then everything will be this sort of romantic fairy tale that she has always imagined. But as we know, in fiction, and sometimes in life, things do not work out that way. And Ruby and Eleanor will apparently collide in some unexpected ways. I do not know what those ways are, for the synopsis does not tell us, but I am really, really looking forward to this one. It is, once again, The House of Eve. It is by Sadiqa Johnson, and it comes out on February 7th. I'm really looking forward to this. I was reading about it last night. Ooh. So my next book that I will discuss is Every Man a King, a Joe King Oliver novel by Walter Mosley. And this comes out on February 21st. I read the first book in this, I don't know if it's going to be a series, but I read the first book with this character when it came out uh, two years ago, maybe? And that was Down the River Unto the Sea. And it was everything I expect from a Walter Mosley novel, of which I have read many. But I have been wondering if he was going to pursue this series, and I'm excited to see that he is. I'm kind of worried about joking Oliver in this one because he's going to be asked to do something that is not only dangerous, but is against his moral fiber and really against his own sense of personal well-being and safety. So he is entangled in a dangerous case when he's asked to investigate whether a white nationalist is being unjustly set up. I should mention here, in case you're not familiar with Walter Mosley's novels, all of his main characters are Black, African-American people, mostly men. So back to the synopsis. When friend of the family and multi-billionaire Roger Ferris comes to Joe with an assignment, he's got no choice but to accept, even if the case is a tough one to stomach, which sounds to me like a understatement, if I ever heard one. 
white nationalist Alfred Xavier Quiller. That's his name. <laughs> Alfred Xavier Quiller. I think there's almost every letter in the alphabet in here. So Alfred Xavier Quiller has been accused of murder and the sale of sensitive information to the Russians. That's kind of timely. Oh, the Russians. <laughs> Ferris has reason to believe Quiller's being set up and he needs King to see if the charges hold. This linear assignment becomes a winding quest to uncover the extent of Quiller's dealings, to understand Ferris's skin in the game, and to get to the bottom of who is working with whom. So this promises to be Walter Mosley with his amazing similes and metaphors and his sentences that make you go, why can't I write that? And his very dangerous, very scary scenarios. On top of that, a moral quandary. So once again, that is Every Man a King, a King Oliver novel by Walter Mosley. And this will come out on February 21st. I am a terrible person. I have never read a Walter Mosley novel. Even though I have have found the titles of some to be intriguing, I have never read one. Do you guys know what's going to feed my soul? No, but you'll tell us. Yes, I will. The next book I'm going to talk about is going to feed my soul. It's called Just My Type by Fallon Ballard. And I'm so excited that I get to talk about this book. Um, I talked about her previous book that came out last year, and I'm so sorry because I'm excited about it. My brain is not remembering the title at this moment. Lease on Love. Oh, yes. Lease on Love. And it sounded like it was going to be kind of frothy and not very deep. And it wasn't. It was so delightful and so wonderful. And it was one of my favorite books I read. And so I'm really, really excited to talk about Just My Type by Fallon Ballard. It is coming out on February 7th. And this is the story of Lana Parker. And Lana, you know, she had a very dramatic breakup when she was in high school from her tempestuous, fiery um, high school boyfriend, Seth Carson. And Lana, because of that experience, has become a very good girlfriend. So she has lots of long-term relationships. She's very good at being a girlfriend. But, and, and she's so good, in fact, that she is part of, she is a colonist for a very, very trendy website in LA, and she writes about dating. But the problem is, all of a sudden now she's 30, and she's single again, which is okay, until all of a sudden, Seth Carson, her high school boyfriend and first love, begins working for her website. I mean, it's not really hers, but, you know, she was there first. And suddenly they are pitted against each other, both writing like a series of articles about dating that that is not comfortable for them. So Seth, who's been kind of a free agent, kind of never sticking around, is writing about being a good boyfriend and what makes good boyfriend material. And 
all of a sudden Lana is writing about being single and whoever wins this contest is going to get a columnist position that they could never even dream of. So it's like a really big contest. But the problem is, I know nobody will guess this part. (laughs) Their hearts are getting involved. Whatever is going to happen, will Lana and Seth, who will win the contest? And will they come out with their hearts single or entwined? So if you're like me and you love Fallon Ballard, who you may not know because I just talked about one of her books, Lisa on Love, last year, please read Just My Type by Fallon Ballard coming out on February 7th. I know what I'm going to be doing. I don't feel well I have to stay home from work that day. (laughs) So my second book of the night is by an author that I don't believe I've ever read before. And that's cool. I love new authors. So this is Sarah Walter. And this book is called Missing Dead Girls. And it's coming out not on February 29th, but February 28th. I don't think we have a 29th this year, do we? No. Sad. No leap year. What is friendship without a few secrets? (laughs) Haven't, Haven't we all been there where we find this person that we think is super cool and we just want to be their friend like really badly and we just think they're they are awesome and this is what happens to Tilly when she leaves Philadelphia because something happened her junior year of high school that made her mom insist that that she needed to move to a small town that was very quiet named Willow Creek Uh, Because it's supposed to be a fresh start to put the trauma and rumors behind them. But here comes Madison Frank, who is the perfect distraction. She's fun, wealthy, and she's the kind of girl that has a pull stronger than gravity. She commands attention and even inspires obsession. Wow, strong words. But by the end of summer, Tilly has forgotten everything she left behind in Philadelphia. Or so she thinks, until Madison goes missing and a photo of her bloody body is sent to the entire school with Tilly's name on it. And now, Tilly is caught in a web (laughs) of secrets that will destroy her if they surface and will destroy everyone she loves if they don't. Talk about being between a rock and a hard place. Yeah. They're calling this novel claustrophobic and intriguing. And that's exactly what it sounds like to me. So this is Missing Dead Girls by Sarah Walters. And I don't think it's her debut, but it's my first book read by her. And I am so excited. So my next book is Chaos Theory by Nick Stone. And it comes out on, guess what? February 28th. I think all of my books actually come out that day, just so you know. So I have to wait forever for them to come out. So good thing I have puppies to distract me. So this book, um, as says in the synopsis, that's why I'm going to share it. um, It says it's about two teens, one who's a certified genius with bipolar and the other, a politician's son that is 
drinking to get away from his grief. So Shelby has recently been read, like started at Windward Academy and she's gotten to know nobody. And this is okay with her because she doesn't believe that she's going to be there very long. I'm not really sure why this is. So I don't know if she's decided that she's not going to stick around or if she doesn't have very many months left. Like, I don't know if she started partway through. I'm not sure why. But she's happy with this because what her classmates don't know about her is not going to be able to be used to hurt her. And I guess this is what happened to her in her old school. Andy is the politician's son. And he is an alcoholic. And he is kind of staying intoxicated because he's running away from his, his grief. We don't know why he's grieving, but he's, he's grieving and he's hurting. Well, Shelby meets Andy at his lowest and she feels like she really understands where he's coming from. So she's, she feels okay with kind of reaching out and getting to know him. Um, as they get to know each other, sparks fly and they start to kind of think a little bit of it, think a little I like a lot about each other, which this would be okay, except that their past is now coming. Um, it's coming and it's going to get in between them. I'm not sure how this is going to happen. Um, this book sounds amazing. I haven't read this author yet, but from what I've seen um, in the um, reviews on their previous book, which is called Dear Martin, which I actually wanted to read. I haven't got around to it. It looks really good as well. So I'm really, really looking forward to this. This is Chaos Theory and it's by Nick Stone and it comes out on February 28th. I've heard so this many good things about Nick chaos. Stone. My second book is Secretly Yours. Secretly Yours, number one, by Tessa Bailey. This comes out February 7th, 2023. This is Haley and Julian. They're 14, and they're about to kiss on her or his parents' vineyard when something interrupts them, but Haley falls in love. So Julian goes away to school and college. And when he returns to their small town, he is the hottie that everyone or that that's what they think of him as. And so, but he's distracted by Haley and he can't think he's taken a year sabbatical to write and she's distracting by always showing up somewhere doing something that is driving him nuts now Haley has a night with a bunch of her girlfriends they get drunk and she secretly writes him a letter oh. anonymously 
and she knows she did something bad but can't remember and when she does remember she's like oh crap and so julian reads it but he knows it's a girl from his past but he doesn't know who so sparks fly between these two this looks like a fun read this is secretly yours secretly yours number one by tessa bailey comes out february 7th i know that stacy has read um a couple tessa bailey books I, I have I never have read the past her. Two. I don't think I've ever read her either. My last book is kind of hard to talk about because it is the latest novel from author Rebecca Mackay, who wrote The Great Believers several years ago. And this really was one of the most beautiful and heartbreaking books that I have ever read. So I wasn't really sure how she could follow it up. Like, you know, if, if I were her, I think I probably just kind of would have like stopped there because like, how do you equal something like The Great Believers? And I don't know the answer, but I do know that she has a book coming out on the 21st of February. And this is called, I Have Some Questions for You. Again, it's by Rebecca Mackay. And this one, has kind of a different vibe from The Great Believers. This one feels more like a literary mystery. It is the story of Bodhi, who is a podcaster, and she has worked really hard to put certain aspects of her life behind her. She does not like to kind of look in the rearview mirror and see anything from her past. But there are things that she can't forget no matter how much she wishes she could. And one of those things has to do with the time she spent in a prestigious New Hampshire boarding school in the 90s. During the time that she spent there, a friend of hers was murdered and the crime was pinned on the athletic director of the school. So this kind of rocked this community and Bodhi even at the time, like didn't really know how she felt about all of it. She, she couldn't really get closure. And so she was pretty glad to just move on when high school was over. But now she has been asked to return to the school, this time as a teacher. And this forces her to come kind of face to face with all kinds of things in her past, not just the murder, but the relationships that she had with fellow students and with faculty. And it kind of asks her to re-examine her own views about those times. Like, was she really the outsider that she always portrays herself to be? Or does she know more of the like inner workings of this school than, than she can even like suspect she knows? How many things has she blocked out of her mind in her quest to totally put the past behind her? We all know that I love books set in fancy boarding schools. I don't know why, since I've never been to a fancy boarding school. Maybe that's why. I don't know. But they just are so intriguing to me. And I think when people write about them, especially 
people who are really able to like peel back all those layers and you really get to see like some of the the darker grittier sides of what can go on in some of these institutions it's just one of my favorite things to read about plus it's Rebecca Mackay, who is just a master storyteller. I cannot wait for this one. I pre-ordered it like some time ago, like gosh, probably last summer. And it just seems like it is taking such a long time to get here. They say, I have some questions for you. It's by Rebecca Mackay, and it comes out on February 21st. Oh, doesn't it feel like if you know a book is coming... It just feels like the months are like a slow. So I discovered this next book because I periodically search for books that are coming out that are read by my favorite narrators. And I went Ooh. to see what the lovely Bonnie Turpin Ooh. had coming up. I love her. <laughs> Bonnie Turpin. And I was delighted to see that it was something I would be interested in. And I don't actually remember if I pre-ordered it or not, but I should have pre-ordered it. So if I haven't, I will fix that. (laughs) And this is Black Candle Women, a novel by Diane Marie Brown. It comes out on February 28th, right at the end of the month. And this is described as a warm and wry family drama with a magical twist about four generations of Black women living under one roof and the family curse that stems back to a voodoo shop in 1950s New Orleans. Okay, I need this. Generations of the Montrose women, Augusta, Victoria, Willow, have lived together in their quaint two-story bungalow in California for years. They keep to themselves, never venture far from home, and their collection of tinctures and spells is an unspoken bond between them. But when 17-year-old Nikki Montrose brings home a boy for the first time, their quiet lives are thrown into disarray. For the other women have been withholding a secret from Nikki that will end her relationship before it's even begun. The decades-old family curse that any person they fall in love with dies. Oh. Their surprise guest forces each woman to reckon with her own past choices and mistakes. And as new truths about the curse emerge, the family is set on a collision course, dating back to a voodoo shop in 1950s New Orleans's French Quarter, where a hidden story in a mysterious book may hold the answers they seek in life and love. 
So, yes, lots going on here. Narrated by the ever-talented Bonnie Turpin, if audiobooks are your thing. This is Black Candle Women by Diane Marie Brown, coming out at the end of February on the 28th. And as you were talking about this, I pre-ordered it. Oh, my. That's really good. Yes. So are there any authors that you guys are, like, ridiculously fangirl about? Absolutely. So for me, one of them, thanks to my sister, who if she was on right now would be screeching like, I told you so, is (laughs) Lucy Score. And I have not met a Lucy score book that I don't love. I seriously, she makes me so happy. And in every book that I read by her, she makes me like cackle snort laugh, but she also makes me cry. And it's every single book. It's not like, you know, some of them are better than others or you're like, Oh, that one was just okay. Like every book is phenomenal. And so she wrote things we never got over last year. And I just was like obsessed with it. I loved it so much. And now she has written the second book, Things We Hide from the Light, Knock Em Out, number two. It is coming out on February 21st. So I think on the 14th and the 21st, I'm going to like be very ill and can't go to work. And yeah, you my won't boss be working will be, for the whole like, I won't be working. Well, for the, uh, for the Tuesdays anyway. So this is the story of another Morgan brother. His name is Nash. And he is the chief of police in this small town of Knockamout, West Virginia. Holy I would highly recommend. Yes, it's hilarious. And I would highly recommend that you read Things We Never Got Over first before you read this one. So Nash Morgan is the kind of lighthearted, easygoing of the Morgan brothers. He is um, always smiling and winking and very jovial and just charming until he gets shot. And he has nightmares and PTSD. And really to himself, he feels like he's just like a broody shell of the person that he used to be, which is sad if you're sunshiny and joyful and, you know, smiling all the time. And Sarah, like, <laughs> except for I wouldn't be a police chief, but yes. Well, no. Yes. <laughs> so enter Lena, who is Nash's new neighbor. And Lena is very drawn to Nash and Nash to Lena. And Lena doesn't usually like any type of physical touch unless she initiates it. But there's something about Nash when he touches her that. She just, it's, it's okay. But the problem is that Lena has a secret and she's in town because of this secret. And if Nash knew the secret, he would be devastated and furious. Also, Lena doesn't do long-term relationships, so she could have a short-term fling with this Southern cop, but long-term with roots. I mean, that's just really not something that she does. But unfortunately for Lena, knock him out the town and also Nash Morgan have a way of getting under people's skin. And once Nash decides that Lena is his, he's not going to let her go, even if what got him shot in the first place could get him killed now. 
So if you love Lucy's score, I know that on the 21st, we will all be sitting and joyfully and tearfully reading Things We Hide from the Light, Knock Em Out number two, written by Lucy Score. I can't wait. So I just finished my current book and I was trying to decide if Things We Never Got Over should be my It was next really read, good. And I'm kind of thinking it should. But I read this summary in like October. And this book is coming out February 28th, 2023. So my soul is just, it's just hurting. Those of you who know me know that if I see a book that either a series that has a cliffhanger that I'm going to like, and the book is going to take a while to come out, or an author that I really like is not releasing a book till next year. I don't even read the summary. I, I just don't torture myself. So the book I'm talking about, if you haven't guessed it yet, listeners, is Cold-Blooded Liar by Karen Rose. You know, we always talk about cold-blooded people and we talk about liars, but never in the same sentence. It's true. Right? <laughs> yep, it's true. But now we are. And knowing Karen Rose, this book is going to be so long and delightful. So apparently this is a new series uh, that's going to take place in San Diego, California, where we will have sun, surf, sand, and serial killers. Wow. <laughs> So Sam Reeves is the protagonist in this story, and he's a kind-hearted psychologist who treats court-ordered clients. And after one of the patients that he has that is a pathological liar starts revealing new details from a long unsolved serial murder case, he's compelled to report anonymously to the SDBP tip line, except um, his attempts to respect patient confidentiality land him face down and cuffed by the aggressive oh. but cute Detective McKittrick. Ooh. So now let's talk about this homicide detective, Miss uh, Kit McKittrick, who lives on a boat in California. And uh, so, you know, Kittrick loves the water. She um, loves being a detective. And lives on a boat, as I said. But when she is not solving crimes, she's assisting her foster sister with her charter fishing business, scuba diving, and playing with her poodle. What an interesting variety of stuff. I know. They don't shed. That's true. Gosh. But there's nothing that intrigues Kit more than a cold case. So when an anonymous caller leaves her on a path of a wanted killer she is determined to end the killer manhunt and now she soon releases sam from custody and when this happens sam kind of goes home with a resolve to uncover the truth that is not very different from kids but also with a distaste for the san diego police department and I, I don't I don't know I can, if I can blame him for that. But now Kit and Sam repeatedly butt heads in their separate investigations. But they're first forced to work together to find one of the deadliest serial killers the city has faced in a decade. Oh. Don't you want to read this now? I need I this do. now. Yes. Now. That sounds very good. So this book is called Cold-Blooded Liar. 
by Karen Rose. And of course, no, it would not come out on the day of love because these publishers don't love us. No. So it's going to come out on February 28th, 2023. Yes. So my last book this evening is Delicious Monsters by Lisa Sambury. And it comes out on, guess what? February 28th. <laughs> it's a trend. And just, yeah, just as an, a kind of like an aside, this book is probably not my norm, but it takes place in, in Ontario, Canada. So I kind of had to read it. So the synopsis describes this book as me um it's the haunting of hill house meets sadie whoa i know i had to say that because i know that shannon has read sadie and it's a book that i really really want to read i love sadie but i don't love the haunting of hill house so i'm not sure how this will work i know so it's an evocative psychological thriller that follows two teen girls as they try and unwind the mysteries in a haunt, like in a kind of a creepy mansion. Um, but it's taking place like 10 years apart. Oh. So our first character is Daisy. And Daisy can see ghosts. And this is not really something that she can really forget about in this ghostly town of Toronto. Like, so from what I understand, I guess Toronto is full of ghosts, which knowing Toronto, I could totally imagine that it's full of ghosts and probably some really interesting ghosts as well. So she is kind of like doing her thing and she's really kind of, she's able to kind of control her abilities but then her boyfriend breaks up with her and she's feeling very lost and she's feeling kind of overwhelmed but then her mother tells her that she has inherited this mansion um in northern ontario and she remembers it fondly from her her childhood she remembers spending a lot of summers there and really enjoying it so she jumps at the chance to go and spend some time there the problem is she realizes that like the secrets that her mother is hiding is probably going to cause her some problems because somehow it's causing her difficulties with her supernatural abilities I guess there's some sort of mysteries that are lurking within this mansion. So 10 years, we go, we fast forward 10 years and we meet Brittany. And Brittany is desperate to get away from her abusive mother, who is a best-selling author who claims that Miracle Mansion has played a role in helping her turn a page and become a better person. But like Brittany knows this is a complete sham and she's determined to kind of put her spotlight on this. So she has a, um, I don't know if it's out, it says it's like a web series. So I'm not sure if it's a podcast or if it's a website, I'm not really sure. We don't really know, 
but she has a um like a series that she creates and she's decided that her next focus is going to be on the disappearance of a young black girl and also she's going to use this series to also put a spotlight on her mother and to kind of like show people what her mother's been doing as she's investigating though she realizes that she has to decide whether it's more important to solve the mystery of daisy or is it more important to solve her own mystery of her own life and like as i guess the story goes on we see how the two stories are connected and how like there's some not very good things going on in this in this place so i'm looking forward to seeing what happens um i was reading the um reviews and the author gives a i i'm not very good at reading while i while i kind of talk so i can't really read them out but for anybody who needs like to know kind of what to watch out for then oh, you like should probably read yes yes that's the word i want i couldn't remember the word so if you're anybody that needs like content warnings and stuff like that then i would definitely read um lisa's review spot on goodreads because she gives you an idea of what to watch out for so there's things like abuse um there's um a content warning i remember for corporal punishment which i think happens off the page so she tells you like what kind of happens on the page and what happens off the page and there's some pretty um deep deep things and i'm looking forward to seeing how she uses the stories of these two girls to talk about these very deep and touchy issues so this is delicious monsters and it's by Lisa Sambury, and it comes out on February 28th. My last book of the evening is It Was One of Us by J.T. Ellison. Oh, I like her. I do too. I have never read, but this looks really, really good. This comes out February 21st. Um, it is about a woman who designs houses for the very rich exactly the way you want them, or anybody, I suppose. But whatever interior, whatever interior designer you want, or whatever you want in your interior design, she has it. She can create it for you. If you want to live in a Harry Potter world, I suppose it could be done. Um, but she doesn't have the one thing she wants, which is get pregnant. Oh. So she is surprised one day when the police come and tell her that her husband's child or their DNA was left at the scene that he is a serial killer. Oh. And she's like, what? We don't have kids. That's ridiculous. Um, and so then it turns out that the secret comes out that her husband Parker or Park has, he gave, uh, samples 
himself (laughs) during a college thing. And so he doesn't know how many kids he has out there. Oh my God. It turns out that the DNA thing is correct. And so now the police have to go seeing how many children he has, but also to find a, a killer. This is, it was one of us by J.T. Ellison, and it comes out February 21st. This looks really, really good. Can you imagine? Yes. Like, oops. Oh my God. This looks awesome. <laughs> sorry, honey. Yes. I didn't tell you. Yeah, sorry. I just, I didn't think I needed to mention that I donated. It, it's holy <laughs> <laughs> to you. Yes. Oh my God. I am super excited for this one. So this concludes our look at our most anticipated releases of February. Thank you to Brooke, Georgina, Robin, Sarah, and Natalia for joining me tonight. Thanks, as always, goes out to Christine for all of her editing. And we thank each and every one of you so much for joining us each week as we talk about great books. If you would like to leave us a rating or a review, you can do that on Apple Podcasts or any other platform that you use to access the show. Not only does it tell us what you think, but it also helps other people find us when they're looking for book-related podcasts. Um, It kind of advances us in the Google algorithm. So I will be back next Tuesday morning with an author interview and, of course, the guide to new releases. And some number of us will be back on Friday with more bookish greatness. Take care, everybody.